Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. You are tuned to the Nighttime Podcast, focused on the fringe of Canada. It seems that most, if not every, small town has a current or past resident who the community proudly totes as their region's connection to celebrity. As I live in Halifax, Nova Scotia, my example would be the famous actress and human rights advocate Ellen Page, who grew up not far from where I live and from there went on to star in some massive movies like Juno and Inception. But if I weren't into the arts, I'd only need to cross a rumored-to-be-cursed bridge and visit a neighboring community to see another example. Just across the harbor from Halifax, the community of Coal Harbor greets its visitors with a large welcome sign declaring the town the home of Sidney Crosby, who is one of the world's most famous hockey players. But as special as Sid the Kid and Eleanor, and as proud as I am of their accomplishments, that's not who we're here to discuss tonight. See, I've only in my adult life became a resident of what to me is the big city of Halifax. In my heart of hearts, home still refers to Sydney, the small town I grew up in on the beautiful but economically depressed island of Cape Breton. Like so many other places, we too have a hometown celebrity. And of course, I may be biased, but I believe our claim to fame is truly special. Although my hometown hero may not be a movie star or a famous athlete, his passion, sincerity, and uniqueness are equal only to his ability to inspire. To sum it up, I'm proud to say I'm from Cape Breton, home of the world's greatest amateur weatherman, Frankie McDonald. People Nova Scotia, be prepared! That's what it's all about. Frankie McDonald wants people to be prepared for storms and other bad weather. The 31-year-old has always had an interest in weather. When I was a little boy, I wanted to grow up. I want to be a weatherman. McDonald works part-time at the Mayflower Mall in Sydney. Total strangers approach him daily and ask for selfies with Frankie. People are like so excited to see such a great figure like that. And what he's doing, it's really great. His uncle, Sean McDonald, says... Frankie's popularity is mind-boggling. Even the people who come in on the cruise ships want to get selfies with him. And they say, can I shake your hand? McDonald has branched out. He now does dancing videos and comedy videos as well. He's got almost a perfect photographic memory. If you named a street in Thunder Bay, he could tell you every street that was adjacent to it. Social media friends started a campaign to try to get Frankie on the Ellen DeGeneres show. But as Uncle Sean says, that won't happen. He'll never leave Cape Breton again. As Frankie says, be prepared for storms. Extra bottle of water ready. Make sure to order your pizzas and order your Chinese food. I'm sure there are many listeners of Nighttime who've enjoyed Frankie's videos and know a bit about him. But for those who have no idea who Frankie McDonald is, let me give you the basics. Frankie is a 34-year-old man from the Whitney Pier area of Sydney, Nova Scotia, Canada. Frankie, who is autistic, has become known all around the world as a result of the massively popular videos he creates and posts to YouTube. Of these videos, most notable are his impassioned weather forecasts and predictions, some of which you've heard in the prior montage. 
Frankie's weather forecasts are tricky to describe. I suppose, to me, they feel like a cross between sincere public safety announcements and some of the more unique performance art I've seen. The public awareness piece stems from Frankie's reports on upcoming extreme weather and highly detailed advice on how to best be prepared for said weather. Hey, if your winter boots ready, winter jackets ready, hats and gloves and scarf and ski pants is ready, order your pizzas and order your Chinese food, do your grocery shopping, don't wait till last minute, do it right now! And the performance art piece comes from his off-the-wall comedy videos, such as the highly popular video, A Guy Tries to Eat 50 Tacos at Once. I want you to eat 50 tacos at once! Eat them all right now! I can't take it anymore. With well over 100,000 subscribers and tens of millions of views, the one-of-a-kind Frankie has been featured on television stations, t-shirts, action figures, and bobbleheads all over the world. And as Frankie gathers fans, the town of Sydney and the island of Cape Breton earns a slightly larger font on the international map. And like I said prior, I struggle to think of a better thing to have my region known for. Now to get to tonight's content. As I watched Frankie's celebrity grow over the years, I always believed it was simply a matter of time before a documentary series was filmed or book was written about his life. As it turned out, that time has come. And in a strange twist, the book was the result of a collaboration between Frankie himself and the best-selling local author, Sarah Soller, who not only is a great writer, but is also a good friend of mine. So with the stars aligning in such a perfect way, I wanted to jump on the opportunity to share Frankie's story with you. As such, I invited Sarah to join me here on Nighttime to discuss the inspiring story of Frankie McDonald in the soon-to-be smash hit book she co-wrote with him called Be Prepared, The Frankie McDonald Guide to Life, the Weather, and Everything. Now at this point, I'd normally give a long-winded introduction, but for our guest Sarah Soller, she's much better at it than me. Well, my name is Sarah Soller, and I'm a writer living in Halifax, Nova Scotia. I do a lot of different things. I do journalism and copywriting, but um, I'm also an author. Um, my first book was 100 Things You Don't Know About Nova Scotia, and my uh, more recent book is 100 Things You Don't Know About Atlantic Canada for Kids. And this is um, this that book marks my uh, veer into middle grade writing. Uh, most recently, um, also for the same age group, I wrote uh, Be Prepared, the Frankie McDonald Guide to Life, the Weather, and Everything. And that is with YouTube weatherman Frankie McDonald. So with the introductions now made, we're ready to begin. In the upcoming segment, Sarah and I will discuss the story of the world's greatest amateur weatherman, Frankie McDonald. So Frankie's he's well known in Atlanta, Canada, but a lot of people who listen to my show are probably hearing about him now for the first time. So tell me a little bit about Frankie. Why, why do people love him so much? Well, Frankie started doing YouTube videos um, just after YouTube started. So he was he was really early on in the whole thing. But his claim to fame is weather reports that he does on YouTube. He also does um, like dancing videos, comedy videos where he acts out little skits. 
but he is also autistic. Um, so that is part of who he is. And I think what people really like about Frankie is his enthusiasm and the obvious joy that comes out in his videos. He's just a really positive person. You can see it in his mannerisms. You can see it in, you know, just the, the excitement he gets when he talks about the things that he loves, like the weather. Um, and when he does his skits, like the, you know, I can't remember an exact name right now, but you know, man eats 50 hot dogs. He has so much fun when he does these things. And I think for a lot of people right now, things are, you know, tough for a lot of people. The world's kind of hard right now. It's nice to see somebody who's genuinely joyful about what they're doing and about life and just, you know, doing what they want Mm -hmm. and having fun with it. Yeah. He's more than just like a guy on YouTube. I would say he's like a YouTube celebrity and it's not just Mm -hmm. a local thing in Canada. Just to put it in context, like how, um, how famous is Frankie? Like what kind of things does he accomplish with his videos and you know, how widely known is he? Uh, Frankie's huge. Actually, one of the things that I found out towards the end of working on the book, um, and I actually had to ask him a few questions so I could get get this section in before we went to editing. Um, but he actually has groups of defense teams around the world. So all over the world, he's got teams of people, and he didn't organize this, they've kind of self-organized, of people who defend Frankie online from trolls, who support him, who um, report, you know, if they see somebody giving him trouble on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube, or whatever, they report them. So that is, I think, a perfect example of exactly how far his reach has gone. He's featured on different radio stations doing their, you know, doing their weather. He's been featured doing weather on, uh, I think it was CTV mm-hmm. or CBC. Um, so yeah, don't quote me on that exact station, but he's, you know, he's been with major stations um, featured doing weather reports. He also has merch. <laughs> he's yeah. got t-shirts with his sayings on them. He has bobbleheads. Yeah, I got yep. one on my desk right now. The, I, he Actually, I think he has a second bobblehead. I have the original one with him in his kind of signature blue winter jacket. And yeah. one thing, like people who listen, to, or who listen to my show or follow kind of YouTube people, they may not know this exists, but he got uh, an award from YouTube. It's, called, it's They call it the silver play button. You get an award from YouTube when you have over 100,000 subscribers. Yeah, that's right. And I think actually now he's up to like 160,000 subscribers. Jesus. So he's it's gone way up from there even. Mm-hmm. You you mentioned this when we were talking earlier and I'd forgotten about it, that uh, people have even gotten his face tattooed on them mm-hmm. i think that was probably the result of a dare yeah i guess it was a guy in i think texas or something and it had, i think it's frankie's face on his leg i'm out here with frankie mcdonald in sydney nova scotia now since the last time i visited someone has got a tattoo of you on their leg tell me about what it was like to hear about that it was great and a guy from Texas got a tattoo on his left leg, and a lot of people like that, and I like that, and a lot of people in Texas like that as well. I've always thought it was inevitable that someday someone was going to write a book or do a documentary or something. I definitely didn't think it was going to be a friend of mine in you that would co-write it with him, but that's what happened. How did you get involved in helping Frankie write this book? 
Well, Nimbus Publishing, um, they're the publishers of the book, they were already talking with Frankie about the possibility of of doing a book with him. Um, but Frankie isn't a writer. Um, weather's his thing. Technology's his thing. But, you know, writing isn't necessarily his thing. Um, so they did need a professional writer to work with him. I think it was probably because I was finishing up my other book, The 100 Things You Don't Know About Atlantic Canada for Kids, around the same time that they needed a writer to help Frankie. So my guess is, is they may have approached me because, you know, I was finishing up one project. I was already working in that kind of space. And so they asked me if I'd like to co-write a book with Frankie. And of course, I jumped on it because that's like the experience of a lifetime. And, you know, from there, I started, I went to Cape Breton and met with Frankie, and met with his family and did, did interviews and collected information from Frankie. So it went forward from there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it all came because Nimbus and Frankie were talking and they needed a writer. So I got to I was the lucky one. <laughs> now, so you were excited to do it. Like before you started working with him and meeting his friends and family and all that, how much did you know? Did you know about Frankie? Like, are you, were you a hardcore fan? Um, I would say as a like medium fan. Okay. So, you know, I knew about as much about Frankie as the average Nova Scotian does, which is probably more than most, you know, throughout the world. But like, I, you know, I followed his accounts. But it wasn't, you know, I didn't check in regularly. I wasn't subscribed to his uh, his YouTube channel, um, although I had seen plenty of videos. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Welcome to the show. My name is Frank McDonald. This episode is Facts for Halloween. There will be a lot of trick-or-treaters in Toronto, Ontario on Halloween night. There will be a lot of scary stuff, scary costumes such as ghosts, goblins, Frankensteins, Draculas, people dressing up as vampires, Michael Myers, and kids dressing up like Power Rangers and all those Mario Brothers and DuckTales, Bugs Bunny and businessmen for Halloween as well. Like a CEO of the company and Halloween is supposed to be a lot of crime all across Canada in the nighttime including Sydney, Halifax, and Toronto. A lot of kids will be starting to break stuff in Toronto, Ontario on Halloween night. Kids will be doing bad stuff, smashing pumpkins on the streets and smashing eggs on the streets and everything. Some of them will be breaking into stores and houses and everything. A lot of teenagers will be going outside doing bad stuffs. I don't know these people. These people are complete strangers to me. I don't, I do not know the bad people at all. Here's my face. Be careful. Do not go near bad kids. Best of luck to you. During the, the, the work on the book, you, you had mentioned you met a lot of those closest to him. Tell me a bit about like Frankie's family. Like, who, What kind of family does he come from? His family is really close. Um, they're really warm, wonderful people. I've been struck throughout, actually, by how incredibly supportive they are of Frankie, um, but also how much they try to give him his own his own life, let him make his own decisions, let him be as independent as he can be. They're just really wonderful people, and they're really tuned in to who Frankie is. And it seems like they have a really good sense of how how much to support him and and when to let him do his thing. Um, and I think that 
being part of that kind of family is really one of the things that's helped Frankie thrive. Um, Right now he lives with his grandparents. He's also very close with his aunt and uncle and uh, his dad lives here in Halifax. Um, But they're all just, they're, they're so close knit and they all have such an obvious love for Frankie that it's, it's really cool to see it from, you know, as an outsider. Mm -hmm. Frankie's known um, as Canada's best weatherman. Do do you know how his, or, or when his fascination with weather started? Like I know you went in depth on that in the book, but at what point was it that he became so, you know, fascinated by weather? It's, you know, as far back as his dad can, you know, remember really. So he was nonverbal until he was about seven years old, um, which is remarkable considering all that he is doing now. But Frankie's dad had told me that um, he used to have the weather on in the background when Frankie was little. So just for like background noise in the house, Frankie would sit and watch weather reports. Like when he was really small, he would just be sitting there watching the weather reports, not saying anything because, you know, he was he was nonverbal, but obviously just taking it all in. As he got older, you know, I talk about it in the book, but even just like in the pictures that he drew, sometimes he'd be drawing, you know, thunderstorms and um, sometimes things that he worried about would involve something he'd seen on the weather. So he was obviously paying attention to the weather all the way through. Mm. So I think really it's been a a lifelong thread for him. He told me, you know, he used to take out books from the library on the weather as a kid. He would sit in at lunchtime sometimes in the library and read books about the weather. So at every point in his life, there was at least some component of the the weather. Yeah. And and I don't know a lot about like the autism spectrum disorder, but I know that that an autistic person is prone to being, you know, really focused on a specific task or topic. Do you think it's safe to say that, that Frankie's interest in weather may be in some way related to his, his autism? Well, I'm definitely not an autism specialist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've gotten very comfortable with understanding Frankie and how he navigates the world in particular, but everybody with autism is different. So I hesitate to to speak to that um, just because that's one of the characteristics of autism. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a neurodevelopmental disorder um, and there are a few similarities that a lot of people experience. So it it usually involves challenges with communication, social interactions. Some people do like repetitive behavior. And then of course it's a spectrum. So there's, you know, some people experiencing a lot of these things, some people just experiencing a couple of them. So nobody with autism is is the same but what i've heard is that there is often a couple of things that many autistic people usually gravitate towards it's nothing in particular but a lot of people do have one or two specific things that really interest them they kind of really throw themselves into so you know without (laughs) characterizing myself as, as a specialist in autism i would say that 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 would hold true um, with what I have heard, yeah, um, that weather is kind of one of his things. I would say technology, if we're, if we're looking at that, um, technology, he's very good with computers, um, picks up new technology quickly. Even back in the 80s when we were all just kind of getting computers in our homes, mm-hmm. um, his teachers commented that he picked up on it very quick. So I would say maybe that's even another thing. Very cool. Now, you, you had mentioned there that those with autism can suffer um, communication difficulties and and you even mentioned Frankie being nonverbal. 
it seems like over time, Frankie's actually the exact opposite. He connects with people all over the world, you know, looking them in the eye and telling them about stuff he's passionate about. Do you know what his motivation was to first start sharing his weather reports on YouTube and just like putting himself out there? Like, do you know what spark led to him, you know, starting this? Well, I asked him that before. Um, I didn't get a lot. The thing with, um, and we'll get into this, I think, a little bit later, but the thing with Frankie is that I can ask him as many questions as I want, and sometimes I will get really full answers, and sometimes I won't get much. Um, So this is one of those things that I didn't get a lot on. But he did mention when I asked him why he does his YouTube videos, he says he wants people to be prepared. He genuinely wants to, to help people out when there's bad weather, and he wants people to know when it's coming their way. Based on what he told me, it seems to kind of come out of a genuine desire to to help people get ready for storms um, and because he loves the weather so much and pays so much attention to them, to it, he has that knowledge and wants to share it. In the videos, yeah. he does talk a lot about the different techniques, you know, uh, get your batteries charged up, get Chinese food, you know, all these sorts of things. He's famous for this, but mm. I don't think he, that's not like a joke. Like he's serious. He seriously wants people to, he's trying to give advice to have people prepared for, you know, the extreme weather. Is that, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think now he's been doing it for so long. I think he he even kind of sees a little bit of that as kind of catchphrases. Mm -hmm. But originally, um, yeah, he just did it out of a desire to help people. Um, And I think he still has that desire. I just think he hands it up sometimes too. Yeah. People in Nebraska. Be prepared, because it's going to be a lot of rain. Have your flashlights ready. Have your candles ready. Order your pizzas and order your Chinese food. Have your crank operator ready. Have your generators ready. Have your battery operator lanterns ready. Stay away from the underneath the trees and stay away from the open fields such as golf courses. People in Nebraska, be prepared for severe thunderstorms on Tuesday. Take care and stay safe. And don't get caught in the thunderstorms. Best luck to you. We discussed the the size and the passion of Frankie's online followers, um, mm-hmm. and you know, given the size of his viewership, I think you'd have no trouble turning this into a, a career and actually making money. So I don't want to get per- too personal, but is Frankie earning a living from what he's doing? And if not, what does he do to make ends meet? As far as making a living off his weather reports goes, I'm not sure, but I can't imagine that he does only because um his youtube channel doesn't seem to have um commercials he doesn't have a patreon or anything like that so i think those are the usual revenue streams that you would get on youtube um and i don't see those happening um although it certainly seems to me like something he could take advantage of um he does work at the mayflower mall once a week so he does that he also you know, some of his merchandise, I'm not sure exactly which ones. I believe he gets a percentage from his new action figures and possibly his bobbleheads, although I'm not quite sure about that. We'll also, we're sharing royalties on this book. Um, so this will hopefully help. So I think it's it's just a number of things where he lives with his grandparents. You know, I imagine there's some sharing of funds happening there. But for him, I would say that it's basically the mall, um, his job at the mall where he works. Um, 
you know, royalties will hopefully help out. And yeah, some of his merchandise, I believe he gets a cut from. Now, Frankie works at the mall once a week, as you just said, as a janitor. Have you seen him in the mall working? Like he's, he's so famous in Sydney and Cape Breton and Nova Scotia that Mm -hmm. when he's walking through the mall, like what, what goes on? Can you just kind of describe what that's like if you've seen it happen? I haven't actually seen it, unfortunately, because when I met Frankie, he um, I met him at his house. Um, so he kind of took me around his neighborhood, but we didn't go to the mall. Um, from what I've heard, it's, uh, you know, he, he works, but there's also a lot of people stopping him to talk and yeah. take pictures and selfies and things like that. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that stop. And when I go home for the holidays <laughs> or whatever, it's, I make a, I'll make several trips of the, to the mall and, Every time I'm there, I got my eyes peeled for Frankie to get a photo with him. Everyone, come down to the Mayflower Mall. I will do book signings and everything on Saturday, June 23rd, 2018. Come down to Sydney, Nova Scotia at the Mayflower Mall to see me. Some of Frankie's, we'll call them his critics. I've, I've seen critics downplay his knowledge of weather, instead suggesting he simply will read weather news and then film his uh, dramatic weather reports. But I don't think that's correct. I believe he does. He has a lot deeper knowledge of like actual weather information. Can you tell me a bit about what you learned from Frankie and in terms of how he gets his weather information and how involved in weather reporting he actually is yeah absolutely um so as i mentioned earlier he's been learning about the weather since he was you know super small and so he has this enormous background in in understanding and learning about the weather um it's like he's self-trained he, he's almost self-taught like he's almost a self-taught meteorologist without a degree <laughs> from what i can tell he uses weather models to predict the weather. So yes, he monitors everybody else's weather reports, um, but he also looks at the weather models himself to predict the weather. And uh, so those those reports that you see online are a combination, I think, of everything that he's looked at. And he's assessing other people's weather reports in different areas. He's looking at the weather models himself um, and seeing if he thinks they're correct or not, or you know what he thinks is gonna happen. He also has, you know, his own little weather station set up in his backyard to to check the weather. He uses all of these sources to pull together his weather reports. Yeah. And he, I know that he knows what he's doing because I think it was in, it was, well, I know for a fact, it was October of 2016. He made the international news when he made a bold weather prediction that turned out to be correct. He predicted a massive earthquake to rock New Zealand shortly after mm-hmm. his prediction an unexpected earthquake rocked New Zealand. And again, you know, that was picked up by the news all over the world. Did did you talk to him about, about this prediction? We didn't talk about that specific prediction other than um, him mentioning it as one of his major accomplishments that he's proud of. Um, when I talk to Frankie, when I interview him, um, he doesn't tell a lot of anecdotes. Um, he does share a lot of facts um, and says a lot of, makes a lot of statements but but doesn't get into like descriptive explanatory paragraphs a lot. Um, so when I've asked him about weather reports he's done, what he does is he often lists 
the the weather reports that he's most proud of. So he'll say, I predicted, you know, this earthquake on such and such a date and it came true. And I predicted this tornado on such and such a date and it came true. And and so he'll go through a list of things that he's particularly proud of, but we didn't get in depth into that one. Okay. Because I, yeah. I find that it may, I haven't seen him even really react to the news that he predicted that correctly. Like it just seems amazing and it it could be <laughs> mere chance, but for him to choose, like, cause he reports weather all over the world for him to pick New Zealand, you know, predict the earthquake. It's just, yeah. I find it so bizarre, but it's, uh, he does it time and time again. He does find dramatic weather the most interesting. So if he saw something happening over there, <laughs> Yeah. His eye would have been, you know, because he finds that the most interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right; it's it was very random and very incredible that he was he was able to predict that. Because I think earthquakes. I mean, I don't even know if those are easily predictable at all by yeah. anybody. Actually, so. after the news broke that he predicted it correctly, I, I did a bit of research and just on earthquakes and you know what would lead him to make that prediction and and i I don't know if there is a way to predict it it's it's on like other weather events weather events in some way but i'm i guess we'd have to ask frankie and really (laughs) drive him to to an answer (laughs) this is frankie mcdonald my own tv station live in sydney nova scotia New Zealand massive earthquake to hit anytime soon. It's going to bring 7.0 greater magnitude earthquake in New Zealand. Earthquakes may trigger a tidal wave in the surrounding areas as well. People in New Zealand, you need to start doing your earthquake drills. The earthquake could happen anytime, but we can't predict earthquakes. If you have anybody living in New Zealand, be prepared for massive earthquake in the future. Take care, stay safe. Don't get caught in an earthquake. It struck just after midnight. A powerful 7.5 magnitude earthquake rocking the South Island. It triggered more than 100 aftershocks and sparked a tsunami warning for the entire East Coast. Waves of two and a half metres were recorded, the highest tsunami waves New Zealand has seen in close to 40 years. It's established at this point in our talk that Huge fans and supporters of Frankie's, but not everybody is. I I don't even like to talk about it because I find it so disgusting. But I know he's re- he's been um, he's received some harassment and online abuse over the years for a variety of reasons. C- can you tell me a little bit about what he's faced online and what he says to you about it? Well, um, he he does deal with a lot of stuff online. Um, there's a lot of people who will just say mean things to him whether it's on youtube or twitter um a lot of times sometimes it's outright mean things and then other times it's just just a lot of it's almost condescending Mm -hmm. you know so it's not outright mean but you know they're kind of taking a jab at him it's it's almost worse that way but i know yeah exactly um so there's that sort of thing too he also has had a weather guy in the state somewhere who's written articles on (laughs) how he doesn't think Frankie's a real weatherman like him. Um, (laughs) And I found like even the tone of his article didn't, it it was just interesting reading things like that because the people who do that tend to, 
uh, like in his case, it was obvious he had some maybe self-esteem issues because usually the people who go, oh, that person isn't, you know, a real meteorologist like I am, you know, people who are, are you know, successful and comfortable with themselves don't generally do that. <laughs> so, and Frankie sees that, um, you know, when I asked Frankie how he feels about, about bullies online or um, trolls, things like that, he says, um, he said, those people just don't know who they are. They're not happy with their own lives. Um, and so they're mean to me. And so he knows, he knows that he also, um, and I'll, this I will remember forever because this is how I strive to treat people, <laughs> to treat that stuff online myself, um, is he says that he just considers it spam. Um, it's as simple as that. He just, he just considers it spam. And he says sometimes it makes him feel sad, but he, he knows that he has lots of people supporting him. And so that I think that the massive amount of support he gets online far outweighs the trolls. So I think that helps a lot in terms of coping with it. Greetings, my name is Frank Dell. There are a lot of negative comments out there on YouTube. I always ignore negative comments all the time. There's people being rude to me, and there's a dozens of negative people writing stuff out there. I ignore those guys all the time. I only read positive comments when I do my weather report, dance videos, and com comedy videos as well. Like guy tries to eat 50 hot dogs at once, a guy dancing, then being chased by gorillas, and lions, and tigers, and zebras, and all that stuff. When it's a negative comment out there, don't read the negative comments, only read the positive comments. That's my orders. I only read positive comments. I will never stop doing YouTube videos at all times. I will keep doing what I'm doing. I'm Frankie McDonald. Do you know what his his goals are? Like, it seems like he's so incredibly successful, but I don't know what his next step is. Like, is there is there some end game or some goal he has, or or, or something he's working towards? I don't think he has an end game. I think he's just riding the wave. Honestly, um, I think he's taking things as they come, and as things get bigger and bigger, he's he's loving it. <laughs> you know, but I think he's really just taking it all as it comes. He. I know there was, uh, or actually, I think the it's still going around, the um, petition to get Frankie on the Ellen show. Um, and he hadn't mentioned that to me before, so I asked him once um, if he really wanted to be on the Ellen show, and he does indeed. So I would say that is one of his goals. <laughs> but, uh, but as far as things happening, I mean, he just excited for lots and lots of people to read and buy his book. He wants... Lots of people to interview him. Um, I think he just really wants to just keep doing what he's doing. He wants to get the word out about the weather and, you know, just keep meeting new people and connecting, connecting through the weather. I got a book, Be Prepared, Frank Dow Guide to Life, Weather and Everything. It looks great all the time. Everyone in the whole world, you gotta get a copy of my book, Be Prepared. Frank Down Guide to Life, Weather, and Everything. You can't wait to read about me and the history of my life in my childhood days.
Frankie famously lives on Cape Breton Island, several hours from from where you are here in Halifax. How did you mm-hmm. collaborate on this book? Like, how did the the actual work go down? Well, um, I started by going to Cape Breton and meeting Frankie. So um, I went to his house and we sat and chatted for a couple of hours. Um, he took me to the little field across the street where actually he filmed some of his his videos. Like the one uh, where he spins around in a circle for a long time. Yeah, yeah. classic video. <laughs> yeah. Um, and But there used to be a park there. So he took me there and he showed me it was the playground where I used to play as a kid. So he showed me where the slide used to be and where the swings used to be. And, you know, so we spent time um, talking and I interviewed him, but that time was also useful because it gave me a chance to get to know Frankie and how he communicates. I, while I was there, I also interviewed his grandparents. So they shared some stories with me about Frankie's childhood and they showed me they have a big scrapbook full of all of the articles about Frankie. Frankie showed me his weather station he has set up. Um, he'd just gotten the prototype for his action figure, so he showed me that. So yeah, we just we just spent a few, you know, a couple hours getting to know each other. I went back to Halifax, and about a couple weeks after that, I sat down with his dad, who lives here in Halifax, and I interviewed him and got a lot. That's where a lot of the anecdotes came from. Um, his dad had a lot of stories, and um, then I started looking around for teachers. So Frankie, I asked Frankie for names of important teachers in his life. And I ended up tracking down one of his teachers through Facebook, um, Pauline Sims. And she was actually his teacher's aide. um, And he had her for a number of years. Um, And I lucked out because for the first couple of years, she was actually still doing her practicum, which meant she had to keep a journal on um, her day-to-day work. And she had taken a special interest in Frankie and so there was tons of material <laughs> about her days spent with Frankie um, during elementary school. So that was invaluable um, because it was not just, it was the closest thing to getting to see it happen that I had. Like it's one thing talking to his dad and getting his memories, which are incredibly valuable as well. But but as we all know, memories, memories are memories. So they they distort a little bit and, you know, they're generally accurate, but getting a journal that was that was actually written, you know, the day after things happened was uh, pretty much as true source material as I could get. Um, So that was amazing. Um, As I started writing or as I started going through all that raw material that I had, um, I would, I circled back around to Frankie and I would ask him specific questions about the the things in the material. Um, So if, you know, something had come up in the interview and I wanted to know more information, I would ask Frankie very specific questions around that. And he would give me, you know, the answers that I needed to flesh these things out. I think at one point I found out that he, he liked to play video games a lot. So I would go, I went back and asked him what his favorite video games were to play at that time. And, And so he would list those and that ended up being a sidebar. So yeah, I mean, and there were other things, you know, I found out that he had actually started um, Dogs and Wolves is his YouTube channel right now. Um, but he had actually started another one earlier and he ended up shutting it down because of, of trolls. Um, he just didn't he didn't feel like he could deal with the negativity at that time. So he he waited until he learned how to deal with it and uh, and then started another YouTube channel. But that story came up later on, triggered by something I had been told in an interview. 
you know, and then there were little things that I would wonder about and I would ask him about, um, like dogs and wolves, for example, I, I, at one point I asked him, you know, why did you name your YouTube channel dogs and wolves? And he told me this little story about, um, how some dogs chased him down the Sydney waterfront one day. And that's why he thought of the names dogs and wolves. <laughs> so, so I get this little story and he's like, and I said, so what happened? He's like, they get tired. I was like, okay, <laughs> dogs get tired. But yeah, so I would just, whenever I would run some, run into something interesting that I wanted to know more about, I would, we did a lot of our work through Twitter direct message. Okay. Um, so I would shoot him a quick message and uh, whenever he got back to the computer, he would answer my questions. And sometimes he would ask me questions when I wasn't there and I'd come back and it was actually worked really well because we're often not on the computer at the same time or we're mm-hmm. doing things and we could leave each other messages. And whenever one of us would ar- was around, we'd be able to respond and, yeah, we get we got a lot of our work done that way. So now that the book's complete, it's out there for sale in Costco and every everywhere else. I was at Costco tonight and I saw a whole pile of them in Halifax. Yay. But I guess I guess <laughs> wherever people can buy books, this book's going to mm-hmm. be available. In the end, can you just briefly describe what a reader can expect from Be Prepared, the Frankie McDonald Guide to Life, the Weather, and Everything. So just tell me a bit about the finished product, about what you've covered in the book. Sure. Yeah. So it's um, so it's a book for children, although I've heard from a lot of adults that they're enjoying it as well because so many people have been curious about really who Frankie is behind the videos, right? Um, but yeah, so it's uh, it's a narrative story about Frankie's life um focusing on his childhood because that's who we had in mind when we were writing it um is kids around that same age and uh there's also lots of sidebars with weather facts and little stories about frankie's life um you know just little stories that didn't fit into the narrative um lists of his favorite video video games lists of his favorite um youtube videos that he's made and uh, yeah, it's kind of a mishmash of things. Frankie's a he's a complicated character to put into a book, and I think you you really captured um, like you said, it's for children, and maybe that was the focus. But as an adult who read it, I just found it a really easy read. I found the narrative like I I read a biography, but mm-hmm. at the same time, all the sidebars was just like. It was almost like if Frankie was standing next to me, those would be the kind of things he'd be telling you about, how weather works and what he likes and what he's done. And so I just found it, although it may be directed towards the the younger age group, it's for an adult, it's still, it's just a light, easy read about a really awesome person and someone that I think Nova Scotians or even Canadians or humans should be proud that there are <laughs> people like Frankie that are able to... Uh, explore their passions and share it with everybody on a, it's almost like um, when I think of Frankie, I just think how awesome it is, how awesome YouTube can be that somebody like him Mm -hmm. can set up a channel and be completely unique and completely sincere about what they're doing and just do something so awesome. Yeah. Well, I think that's the positive side of the internet, right? We, we see the downsides so often, but I think it's also really great at bringing people together and letting people shine and just do their own thing. So it's definitely something to celebrate. Of all the topics I covered on Nighttime, Frankie's story is easily among my favorites. 
I want to thank Sarah Soller for helping share this story and providing us some background on her book, Be Prepared. Also, I want to thank Frankie McDonald both for being so awesome and for pursuing his dream as unique as it may be. Frankie, you're a wonderful representative of our community and you're truly inspiring. To everyone listening, if you haven't already enjoyed Frankie's videos, go find and subscribe to him on social media. I've added links to his YouTube and Twitter in the show notes. Also, during this episode, we spoke a lot about the book our guest Sarah co-wrote with Frankie. If you enjoyed this episode, I can't recommend the book enough. I recently read it to my son and we both learned a lot about Frankie, weather, autism, bullying, and a whole bunch of other things. Be prepared. The Frankie McDonald Guide to Life, Weather, and Everything is available now. Contact your local bookstore and request it. If they don't have it, they can probably order it for you. But just in case that fails, I've added a link to Nimbus, the book publisher's website, in the show notes. And with that, we'll conclude this episode of the Nighttime Podcast. If you're interested in hearing more content, check out the Nighttime Patron Group, where for $1 a month you can support the show and access supporter-exclusive bonus content like videos, bonus audio, and prior episodes that are no longer available in this main feed. You can join by visiting patreon.com slash nighttimepodcast. I'd like to thank the current members of the group and welcome the newest members. Copenhagen, you Copen made my day, as did Tracy, Alicia, Eric, and Carol Murray. I sincerely appreciate you supporting Nighttime and becoming patrons this past month. Also, a big shout out to Jack Luna, host of the Dark Topic podcast, for becoming a member of the newly created Nighttime Partner Group. I hope you find something special to do with the stickers I sent you, Jack. I'm proud to have you listening to the show. Dark Topic has quickly become one of my personal favorites. And for anyone else who'd like to support the show but can't help financially, you can give me a hand by telling your friends about the show and by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts or whichever equivalent you use. If any of you listening want to stay up to date with my activities both on and off the show, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I use the handle at NighttimePod. If you have any story ideas or feedback on the show, you can contact me at NighttimePodcast at gmail.com. So until next time, keep looking around and let me know if you see anything weird. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Copyright Jordan Bonaparte. My name is Frank Gazzaro. Thank you for listening to the Nighttime Podcast.